Hi, you guys, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and I'm really happy to be here today. Today's conversation is with Chloe, and it's truly all about celebration. It is about honoring the truth of our stories. It's about being willing like to say, this is who I am, and the power of being able to live like the fullness of our human expression, to be who we are in every room, in the mirror, in a pocket of strangers, like in our home, with our families, before God, to get to be ourselves. So beautiful. So just want you to hear today's story, hear our conversation, uh, notice, notice what comes up for you, notice your own experience. Like, how would you respond to some of these questions? What's it like for you to hear some of these stories? What bothers you? What do you love? What sets you free? What do you have questions about? And that's the whole point of these conversations is that people are bold enough to come and have an honest, no preparation conversation. They're so generous with their story and experiences. And we just get to listen, right? Like we get to listen and be like, whoa, what's that like? What's that like? What does that mean to me? What is that? What's showing up, right? And so that way we can continue to... mm, be open to the totality of our humanness. So my hope in this conversation is that you yourself feel a little more full, a little more yourself, and a little more free. Cheers. Hi, Chloe. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm so happy so, to see you. Oh my gosh, I'm happy to see you too. This is like... <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to not fangirl too much. I'm, like, I'm trying to play it cool. So I'm here playing it cool. Chloe. I'm also going to play it cool. This is all we have. It's just us. It's all, it's all we have. That's right. Oh, it's so good to see you. It is. I love seeing your email to feel like, oh my gosh. Aww. Like, so this is what I mean about people actually coming and saying hi. It's yeah. like, yes, hi. Oh gosh, you're so sweet. It is. It's like. I've followed you for a while and followed the podcast for a while. And I've thought about emailing you several times before, just because there's so much that you talk about and share that just like resonates so deeply with me. And so when you posted on your story, I was like, screw it. I'm doing it. Yes. I'm glad I did. I'm glad glad I did. did too. What's like within you today where you're like, okay, this, is there a space you want to go? Something you want to talk about? Like you want to make sure you said this thing. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, there's just, there's so much. I mean, we have a very short amount of time. And so I'm trying to figure out what exact direction I would like to go. Yeah. Um, I think talking about coming out and like that. It's the first day of pride month too. I so know, this is like... <laughs> I know. You're so sweet. I know. It feels like oddly celebratory yeah. in a way, but yes. um, so I think coming out and like what that's looked like with my relationship with the church, I grew up in a really conservative evangelical home. And so Um, and my faith is something that's still a value of mine. And so it's been a journey of trying to like merge those two worlds and find a way for those to coexist. Cause, um, I don't want to do away with who I am as a person. Um, but I also don't want to do away with this faith, this faith system that means so much to me and has Mm -hmm. brought so much hope for me, um, over the years. And so Mm. I think maybe going in that direction. Um, yeah, I I love it. I'd love I'd maybe honor just to be on the receiving end of mm-hmm. your experience because that's mm-hmm. I think the more we're able to actually own the like the power of our own perspective, like the truth, yeah. the full truth of our story. 
yes. you know, from our own eyes and our own heart and our own experience, like there's something just prolific about mm. your unique lived experience. Mm. Yeah, totally. And I think that over the last couple of years of diving into my story and diving into this journey of like healing and emotion and all of the things, <laughs> I've really come to realize that like for a lot of my life, I didn't value my own experience and I didn't. I didn't value myself enough to draw attention to the things that impacted who I was as a person. Totally. Um, my sexuality being obviously a large piece, but also down to like, I feel sad. And yeah. instead of suppressing sad and instead of saying it's going to be fine, or instead of saying I can just pray it away or whatever, right. how, how do I value myself enough? How do I learn to value myself enough to be able to settle into sad and sit with it for a little bit? You know, mm. it's a silly mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. but. No, that's not a silly example. That's a very yeah. powerful example because mm -hmm. that's, that's how we kind of come back and reparent ourselves. Oh yeah. Is like when, when you, when there is a sense of sadness for what was, it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to dismiss it and say, well, that was in the past. It's like, oh no, no, that, that's sad is now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sad yeah. Is now. Like that sad is still here. Yeah. yeah. Totally. It, something you said flagged for me and, um, in, in my own experience in the evangelical church, mm -hmm. I was very much taught that anything that I thought felt or anything was like fleshly or of the world oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right. And so there was no, I couldn't trust myself because I was inherently wicked right. and therefore all of that stuff had to die in yes. order for like Christ to live in me. And so right. immediately there was a sense, a divorced sense of my, me and then God in me mm. and not being able to trust myself and that yeah. is, that there's been a ton of unpacking um, oh to yeah. do around that but I'm, I, oh I'm yeah hurt. I don't want to put that onto your story so I'm just mm. gonna put set my next year's yes <laughs> so, oh <laughs> my god them both simultaneously because <laughs> it really exists for me too yeah yes. well it's like there we were literally taught from such a young age that like scripture says the flesh is weak mm -hmm. and the if and strong. if we're giving yeah yeah, Wrong. exactly. And so just invite the Holy Spirit to live within you and you'll be, that's your golden ticket. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I've done all the right things. Ooh. I've checked all the boxes and, and. here I am. Like mm. there's still struggle. <laughs> there's still same sex attraction. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. that's, that SSA. still exists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, so then what does that say about your God then? Yeah. If, if these things aren't going away, right. Cause they're not right. going to, they're, right. they're part of who I am and I want yeah. them to be a part of who I am. All of them. It, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's actually, it's interesting to me, the language on that, because it's actually impossible to not have your parts be a part of who you are. So they're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. So it's, this exactly. Is, and it's not even fragmented. I think that's the thing that's also mm -hmm. a bit of an illusion sometimes is that it's as if um, my sexuality is one part of me. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's not, it's an integrated essence of yeah. who I am. Yeah. And so even as like a cisgender woman, there's, it's mm -hmm. like, that's still, that's not a thing I like put on the shelf, right? Like it's, right. it's, yeah. it's essence and mm -hmm. everyone has a right to, yeah the language and declaration and expression mm -hmm. of their essence. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Oh. And when that's squashed, 
is like, that's where I've had to do the healing is like for 24 years, that was squashed is the only word I know how to use. Like, which that feels like even really passive compared to like, I'm guessing a lot of the experiences you've had. Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) squashed is a very generous word. Let's, let's be real. Like I could use some more choice words. Like it's just been incredibly harmful and dangerous. So you're right. What do you want people to understand? Either people who are raising kids, people who are Mm. in the church, not in the church. Like if you're like, Hey, this is something I really wish people understood either about the intersection of faith and sexuality Mm-hmm. Um, and, or what it's like to be a kiddo trying to like mm. come into themselves. Like just, yeah, I think, <laughs> no, I think my mind automatically went to like little Chloe, yeah. um, and like, what did little Chloe need? Mm-hmm. And I needed a curious adult mm-hmm. and it sounds so oversimplified, but like, I needed somebody to ask me questions and I needed somebody to have space that was not judgmental, that was not, that there was no intention other than who are you, how are you, Mm. and where are you right now? And, and somebody who had the, the capacity to do that. And unfortunately, that can't always come from a parent because parents don't always have the capacity to do that. And that's okay because there are other people in our worlds that can fill that role. Um, And so that's where I've, I mean, as an adult, I've had to do a lot of work of like, okay, who in my world can reparent in a way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I think, yeah, that's thinking about little Chloe, what I needed is I needed a curious adult um, and somebody who could, yeah, who could just sit and wonder with me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's another thing too. Like still to this day, I don't have all the answers. I don't know. Like right, right. <laughs> for all I know, I might marry a man. I might yeah. marry a woman. Right. Like, I don't know. There's so many questions that I have. And so somebody to wonder with me. Um, and there was no wondering with, there was just like the presentation of the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and like, yeah, that may be your truth, but sure. what if mine looks different? Yes. And what if the rep- his and hers and theirs yes. look different as well, you know? Yes. Um, and what if that's the beauty of Christ? Like, what if the beauty of the kingdom of God, if we want to use evangelical terms, is the holding of all these different stories and all these different truths? I mean, you, I could get on a soapbox yeah. and talk about no, like I, I the, love it. the person of God, the story of Christ. You read the Bible and the people that God spent the most time with were the people that were the most different from God. And so it's like, yeah. So I, I don't know. I could. It's well, there's a lot, right? Cause there's a lot of history mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it sounds like sometimes too, when we don't have an opportunity to say something then, well then all of a sudden there's a lot to say now. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, no kidding. It's like yeah. all this stuff that's been like boiling in me for so yes. long is yeah. like, when there's space for it to be processed, mm-hmm. it feels so sacred. Like this space feels so sacred to be able to hold it with somebody who's listening with compassion and curiosity. And, um, and to champ, I champion you. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it's beyond curiosity. That curiosity might've mm-hmm. been like a previous state, but like, and I, I love the, the experience of curiosity, but like sure. 
I champion your mm. truest, ultimate, most ultimate self. That mm. um, there, you're the only one who could give that to the world. Wow. There's no one else on earth mm. who could give you back to the world like you. Wow. It's so beautiful. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I, it's so wild. Like I, I'm an Enneagram three. And so, so often I'm like looking to other people mm. to name who I am totally. because I'm so worried about how other people might perceive me and perceive totally. my truest self that like, if I just let you name it, then I'll just run with that. Cause then mm. I know I'm safe. Then I know I'm accepted. Then I know right. that right. there's space for me because yes. there's been so many spaces in my world that there's not space for my truest self. And so it's almost protective to say. Yes. yes. It, it, and that is something um, where it's like, can I be safe enough within myself for me right. to be my truest self here now, even if that means I'm a, a pod in a room, because mm. you know, I, I won't wow. right allow myself to not be true to myself even within here, because sometimes that's part of what happens too, is if that person mm. names me to be whatever, a role we've had or a person they've asked us to be, yeah. um, we can let that go all the way in. Right. let that identity wow. seep past our any type of boundary or barrier and say okay that is who i am entirely and so while other people not may not be able to hold the fullness of your truth it is rebellion right mm-hmm. to stand in the power of your truth in every room in front of mm-hmm. any human anywhere that's yeah. your right that's your inherent right as a human yeah yeah Wow. That's so good. And, and in the church, we're not taught that. Oh, well, like I had no context of that until three years ago. What happened? Like three years ago? no earthly idea. Three years ago, um, I was in college at a super tiny conservative Christian school in Olathe, Kansas. Oh. And for as beautiful and truly a beautiful experience that I had there. I met so many amazing people. I was mentored in so many beautiful ways. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very hard space to navigate my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, my senior year started dating a girl mm-hmm. who I actually knew she worked at the church. I was on staff at the school as a chaplain. Like it was kind of a whole thing. And we started dating and we dated for like almost two years, but the first year and a half, well, year really was like totally in hiding and to hide like that was so freaking harmful and so scary and so detrimental to pretty much every part of me. Um, and so I think well, it was really when, when her and I started dating and, and really getting serious is when I started diving into like, just naturally all of these things from my childhood got brought up and like, yes. you know, that happens in intimate relationship. Right. And so then you add the fact that we're both girls, you add the fact that we're hiding, you add the fact that we're both from this like super conservative evangelical denomination. And that makes it really, just really, there's so many moving parts. There's so many elements there. And so three years ago is when I really started diving into who I am. And like, Mm -hmm. she really, ultimately it was a really 
towards the end, it, it got a little bit sticky in our relationship, but just because of some odd, unhealthy dynamics, really because of the hiding. Um, but ultimately why we broke up was like, I just wasn't ready to come out publicly and we'd been together for so long. And she was like, Chloe, I can't just keep hiding. And I'm like, you're right. You can't. And so that mixed with, with a variety of other things, but ultimately that really put me on this journey of like, okay, Chloe, you need to, you need to really dive into this and figure this out. Um, and so that's kind of what started all of this work. Where did you go first? And you're like, okay, I need to start figuring this out. Was it like, what did you look to? Who did you look to? What yeah. resources? So wildly enough, I reached out to like a pastor, a local <laughs> pastor that I knew that had left our denomination because of his opinions on like the LGBTQ community. And yeah. um, I reached out to him and we sat in Starbucks on a Tuesday night and I was just like, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. Um, and the first day he just looked me in the face and he was like, can I please just give you a hug? And just stood up and we just like stood in Starbucks and just in the most beautiful sacred embrace. And so that was the kind of the first step I took because I knew that my faith was something that I still wanted to be a part of me. Um, but I just had no idea how that could happen. And then I reached out to a counselor and dove into therapy and, um, that was, those were kind of my first steps. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, visibility mm. uh, for stories where we're trying to understand how can I say this is who I am and not be thrown out of my church, not be, right. um, or told that I can't have full access to like, to the rights of being a person of faith that I, can I take communion totally. still? Can I be on yeah. leadership? Am I allowed to work in yeah. children's ministry? All the weird, you know, things that get put yeah. on the LGBT community. So, um, can I stay? Can this still be my mm. home? Oh, um, yeah. right. It's just a, a very, oh, and I mean, like, I remember like standing in church, like when I was navigating all this and like, mm -hmm. I would literally just like sit in the back. I would like tr watch, it felt like I was watching a movie and I would listen to them sing these songs. And the narrative in my mind was just like, if they knew who I was, they wouldn't sing these songs to me. Mm. And whether that's true or not about those specific people, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, but the overarching shame that I felt because of the general Christian narrative yeah. or, or maybe the general evangelical narrative mm -hmm. is right. just Good. been like, yeah. it, it's been really just a lot of shame around that. And, and so I'm just, I was trying so hard to figure out like, is this even a thing? Like, is it even a thing for right, me to marry right, right, a woman right, or right. be with a woman and like right. participate in a community of faith? Like, Right. And have been, I'm so thankful for the ways that I've been reassured from even some people in the, in the community that I've kind of distanced myself from yeah. some people there and the new people that I've connected with saying like, mm -hmm. Chloe, yes, there's space. Of course there's space. Mm -hmm. And so reminding myself of that and really learning that, I mean, I never knew that. Yeah. So I'm learning yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so it's like a, it's a combination. It's kind of a mirror of what we were talking about earlier about, um, will I make space for myself, right? Because mm. regardless of the amount of space someone is either offering you or not offering you, are you still willing to make that space for yourself? 
And it sounds like that was like the initiation of that journey three years ago, which is totally, I'm going to ask the questions I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to understand Mm -hmm. this and take up this space. Now, sometimes that's met in a community where they are also welcoming you and making space for you. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, okay, great. But it wasn't because they made space Mm -hmm. for you first. It's like, we have to Mm -hmm. um, establish the sense of like safety within. Mm -hmm. So we understand how to recognize safety without. Right. Oh man, I, yeah, yeah, (laughs) there's so much there, there's so much there. There is, there Mm -hmm. is. What's life like for you now? Mm -hmm. Are you openly out or do your, what's your family's experience? What's going on around you? Yeah, so kind of is like the short answer. Uh, A lot, all of my close people know, my family knows. Um, I haven't like posted with anybody on Facebook or anything like that, anybody that I'm dating, you know, or anything, it hasn't been like public, public, I guess, but, um, all of my people know, um, and it's been okay. That, that process has been okay. Um, considering the conversations with my family, with my parents specifically was, were incredibly difficult. Um, not good. I would say not good. Um, my brothers have been unbelievable. I have two younger brothers and they've just been precious. So sweet, like just amazing. Um, my parents, it's just really hard for them. They, they don't know anything other than a conservative yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of, I'm able, when I'm, when I'm connected and congruent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feeling a little bit more right. in my mind and body, I'm able yes. to, hold space for that. Right. And to understand whose, um, whose responsibility it is to take care of those feelings, right? It's like, yes. Oh, that's whatever they're uncomfortable with is their responsibility. Whatever, yeah. uh, things don't make sense or are frustrating becomes their journey right, yeah. of discovery yeah. or, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's other times where I'm like, F that. <laughs> like, freaking fuck that. Really? Like, read a book. Like have a black person to dinner. Like (laughs) it's it's just that's that's the other side of the pendulum, you know. Dude, it's it's so real. And there's times where it's like, there's every once in a while, I'm like, oh, is that? Are we still doing that? Yeah, is this still happening? (laughs) Okay, all right. I'm looking at my bookshelf actually because I'm like, I want to grab books because. Um, do you have any favorite reads in this area? Because whether we like it or not, if, yeah. this, if people aren't always picking up books because uh, yeah. if it hasn't already touched their personal life or if it hasn't been inconvenient mm-hmm. for them, then most yes. likely they're not looking at it. They're not. Yep. Totally. Um, so Padraig Otuma is a gay Catholic priest okay. that I have like fallen in love with. He writes poetry um, and he wrote a book called In the Shelter. Um, and that book has been like in the shelter, really, I read that like, right when I started, well, when, when my ex-girlfriend and I started dating, we both kind of read through this book together and it was so incredibly powerful for us, for us to read. He writes it like, he just writes about God in this beautiful, inclusive way, um, and emotion and all the things, um, in the the shelter, in the shelter. Okay. I'm going to look up. And then. He also wrote a poetry book called Readings from the Book of Exile. Oh. And it's like, dude, 
Damn. It's yeah. unreal. It's one that yeah. I, I carry it with me everywhere I go. Yeah. Like I make my therapist read me poems yep. from, yes. from the book. Yes. It's I mean, so good. I love it. I love um, it. But so Padraig for sure. Um, Britt Barron's book is yeah. like worth it. Like, yeah, so good. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Padraig's are the first ones that come to my mind. Um, there's, I'll, I'm gonna throw one in there. There's um, David Gushy. He wrote a book okay. called Changing Our Mind, and mm. he's for people that are that really want the evidence, the debt to go into the yeah. scriptures, that really want yeah. to see like the black and white. I yeah. feel like his book does a really mm. great job of going into the the minutia and totally. It, yeah, I think his work is, is awesome. fabulous. Changing yeah, I should give that a read. I've never heard yeah. of it. It's good and it's intense. I mean, there's, I mean, there's like God and yeah. the gay Christian. Like, oh yes, yes. Like... <laughs> Gosh, I wish I could. I should go. Yeah, it makes me want to go look at my bookshelf too. And there's yeah. so many good ones. But oh, um, yeah. Rob Bell, Love Wins. Which one? Yeah. Oh, well, all oh, yeah. every one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. Wins is one Love that. Wins. Um, oh. Uh, yeah. Even his what about uh, the Bible or whatever was oh yeah that's what it's called it's so good um Henry Nowen yes um, everything be- is it everything belongs or is that Henry Nowen everything belongs is I can't remember off the top of my mind he wrote it but that's a really um, good one Nowen as a human and his like his uh, presence in mm. and his work like speak a lot to the lived story right so like the yeah. books we just referenced are like the telling of the story or or, or mm. explanation but like henry now and like his it was his life it, that was the testament yeah. to being able to hold both be both and to and just mm-hmm. really not not compromise either totally he's an he's an incredible teacher yeah, yeah. oh amazing yeah. he's amazing um what's the best thing about being gay Hmm. Oh gosh, that's a beautiful question. Hmm. Um, man. Being able to experience intimacy in a way that feels whole and pure and congruent to who I am. <laughs> like that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel fabricated and it doesn't feel like a facade and it doesn't feel like I have to put on a show. It just feels like I can just be me. Gosh, if we could all be so lucky to have that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What is the experience like in meeting new people? Do you feel like you have to say something right away do you feel mm. like you, just, you don't you know what's the experience of like of having to introduce yourself or introduce your sexuality is there any pressure on that yeah the worst okay <laughs> freaking yeah. sucks yeah. I for me it feels like I have to come out every day in some random capacity like I was listening to a podcast two women who are married and they were explaining it like they were explaining this and talking about this and they, they said, we had to come out to our plumber the other day because we had to call the plumber. And I, he asked if anyone was going to be home when I was there, when, when he was coming over and he said, yeah, my, and she said, yeah, my wife's going to be home. 
And then it was this weird awkwardness with the plumber. So it's like little things like that. It's like straight people don't have to experience and not to like throw myself a pity party, but like it's not straight a pity people, party. You're telling the truth. No, thank you. No. Straight people don't have to come out. Straight people right. don't have to have an explanation as to who they're dating and why they're dating them and what that means for them and what that means for their life and what that means for the future and what that means for their future family and all of the things like, yeah, there's a lot of parts that make it tricky. And especially when a lot of my people are from a more conservative background. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's more of a deal. And I mean, I remember I called one of my best friends who is, so incredibly supportive and amazing. She lives out in California and I was living in Kansas at the time. And I said, I have a bomb to drop on you. And I know it's a bomb, but like, I just want to share this with you. And I told her that I was dating a woman and all about my story. And she was like, Koi, I just need you to know that this is not a bomb. This is just you telling me your story. And so it's like that kind of comment is so incredibly healing Yes, because it, to circle back around to your initial question, it feels like a bomb. Every time I have to talk about who I'm dating, if I have to talk about who I think is attractive, if I have to talk about, you know, even, yeah, every time mm -hmm. it's like, feels like I'm about to drop this big bomb. Um, Just feels that, that even that, yeah, that language, I mean, the, the destruction, the waiting yeah. for the boom, the anticipation yeah. of like, yeah. what's going to happen here? Yeah, because I, I have experienced for as many beautiful conversations and healing conversations I've had coming out, there's been a lot of freaking bombs, like yeah. Yeah. just really hard. And it, there, my body, I literally get a trauma response in my body because it's like, there's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, to circle, really come full circle, it's hard. It's hard to introduce it. And then it's also really beautiful when it's held well. Yeah. Yeah. So. What would it like, what would feel powerful for you when you get, mm -hmm. when you get to introduce yourself or come out every day, mm -hmm. is that what, what feels powerful to you in there? Mm -hmm. I think for somebody to just like treat me like I'm a normal person, like I'm just no different, mm -hmm. you know, I I've had to say to so many people, I'm still Chloe. It's still me. Yeah. <laughs> it's still me. Yeah. And so I think first, I mean, in terms of what somebody, what would feel powerful for somebody mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. is like what Christy said, my friend who, who said, this isn't a bomb, just, this isn't a bomb. This is just who you are. You're just, yeah. you're just updating me, you know? <laughs> um, and, yeah. and then, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's, um, a, my friend, Bonnie, she talks as like, when we talk through like trauma and story mm -hmm. and language yeah. and titles, um, she usually like flips the whole mm. like narrative paradigm on me yeah, yeah. say things like um at least if if the wound comes in that way you know having to tell mm. people who you are or having to constantly feel like you have to, you have to come out rather than get mm -hmm. to come out mm -hmm. that there's she's like what would it be like to say that 
every day I get to practice the wholeness of myself. And I choose mm. if, how, when, what, where, with whom, right? Because we take all that agency back. Sure. Because trauma wow. is such a hotbed for really a loss of choice and mm. a loss of voice. And these invitations all the time, if we want to see them that way, as an yeah, opportunity yeah. to come back to my voice yeah. and to my choice. That wow. which means I don't have to tell that my plumber. I don't have, mm. you know, wow. or, or I'm going to. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going to say it like this. Jesus. You know? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. My friend Britt, you know, that who's yeah, like yeah. referencing Britt Beans yeah. will say, she'll go, she likes to do this. She'll be like, um, when did, um, when did you know you were straight? Mm, yes. <laughs> so, so she takes every Dude. single question she's asked all the time, right? Just yeah. And then wow. flips it, and it's like, um, That's... isn't that funny? So I, good. So I appreciate it so much. I'm like it's so good. It's so good because it's like, why is there this weird narrative around gayness mm-hmm. when there's no weirdness around straightness? Mm-hmm. So like homophobia like oh. I mean that's it's all that it boils down to really is like it, and that more than anything else I mean really like against the LGBT community specifically it is yeah people end up figuring out ways to be fine with the with otherness in other mm. forms and yeah, yeah. this sexualized other and I'm saying air yeah. quotes so people can't see that but yeah this community that otherness is like the the mega otherness it's like it's like beyond the forgivable it's like Mm -hmm. it's just slotted in a different area Um, because it's the lifestyle of sin that you're choosing oh it's just which is such a i mean that alone is such a dangerous rhetoric Mm -hmm. it's so incredibly dangerous like i can't tell you the amount of times that i've laid in bed until four in the morning, just weeping, literally knowing, not thinking, but like knowing I am going to hell and having to wake up in the morning and be like, okay, you have fresh eyes. You have a fresh mind. You're not going to hell. Like this isn't, you know, but it's like when you grow up with such a harmful narrative around gayness, it's hard to rewire that. It's really, really hard. Chloe, that is um, also very spiritually abusive. So mm-hmm. yeah. to have someone threaten your eternal life, mm-hmm. think about that. I mean, that's a threat. That's It's a threat. Yeah. Um, it's in very, very damaging on every scope, right? As a mm-hmm. person of authority, yeah. as a place of authority, as whatever, does that's, has that power to cast that sense of eternal damnation like that? Yeah. Really so where, where, what do you think? Like, what do you think is happening when we all die? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> I have no yeah. clue. And how's that feel? How's that feel? I think at times it feels absolutely terrifying. And at other times I'm like, I think I believe enough in the goodness of God and the love of God to be able to say, okay, like, I'm not sure if I have to know because who really knows? Mm-hmm. Does that does that feel any different to you than what it used to feel like being in the evangelical church, believing in heaven and hell? Oh yeah. Okay. What's the night difference? And, what? Night and day. Okay. Um, 
the difference is that I don't. I don't feel bound and constricted, bound by constricted to a strict set of rules that if I slip up once, I'm screwed forever. Mm. And I'm able to have hope in a way that I never did before because I understand that the person of God is maybe, and by maybe, I mean is. <laughs> way more inclusive and way more there's so much more space for the gray in the person of God than I was ever taught that there was yeah. and so what felt black and white before feels really gray now mm -hmm. and I think that that's a beautiful thing yeah. and I wish more people could hold mm -hmm. the gray well I, I asked that because there's um sometimes my experience of people still very much in that tradition don't feel as much of the peace around the I don't know totally. and or even peace around what they think that they know. And so then watching your response be like, fuck if I know and <laughs> and I'm okay. Yeah. Versus oh oh no. Oh no, oh no, oh no. It's like paralyzing oh, fear. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. it's like, yeah. what, what, and it, and, um, and if anyone had this figured out, we would all know. Mm. That's how I, yep. I, I, that's kind of like a, something yeah. I, think. I really think that if we believe that there is good God energy, you know, whatever mm. that looks like to, yeah. to someone, if we believe yeah. that, then wouldn't we believe that, um, it would be more clear and more sure and more obvious. Mm -hmm. And then we would mm -hmm. all be on the same page because that's what God would want. And so I'm like, so if that's yep. not the case, then, then it feels like, then what, right? And then let people fill in the blank with their own story experience sure, and curiosities. Totally. But yeah. uh, what if that wasn't the point? What if the point was right. conversations and curiosity mm -hmm. and diversity and yes. just multidimensional experience? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, because you, you lose out on a sense of knowing when you can't live in that you lose out on a sense of knowing of self Absolutely. of yeah. others of people you know people you don't know people whose yes. stories are familiar to you people mm -hmm. whose stories are quite foreign to you there's a sense of knowing that is completely lost when you aren't able to sit in the in the i don't know yeah when you're so bound by the i know or have to know i mean right have to right know. yeah yeah it when my husband and I were leaving our, the church that we were a part mm -hmm. of, um, he was asked to make a statement of faith because he's a pastor on staff. Mm -hmm. okay. And the only two pastors on staff that had been to any form of Bible school, Bible training, theology, mm -hmm. literally learned Hebrew and Greek to be able to, right. go to you know, all the, whatever, all the things. Yep. Um, the only two people who didn't make a definitive statement of faith were the two people that had actually been educated. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I'm saying that like balls out, like this is like, this totally. is what happened. Right. So yeah. the, and everybody who their training or whatever had just been within this tiny little one, this mm -hmm. one church, it was like the certainty and the absolutes that came from that was cultural. It, it wow. was not actually scripture, even yeah. though, you know, my husband and his friend, they were accused of being influenced by culture. Mm. <laughs> like, this is so interesting and yeah. ironic, right? That, it's, it's ironic. 
it's ironic. It's very ironic. Yeah. Wow. And, and I know that it's not every church. Like we've, we've been able to, there's been, now I will only go to churches where everyone is actually welcome and celebrated. Totally. So it's not just welcome. Yeah. It's not just a safe place. Everyone is celebrated. Mm-hmm. Everyone is honored. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. So yeah. there's a couple churches that we still go to. And most of the time mm-hmm. we um, just hang out with people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Walls. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Um, and that's, I mean, that's one thing I've learned through this whole journey too, is that like church it is so, can look like so many different things. And it always has. Like, it, and it should be. And we, it's it really a cultural. Be, it gets, it gets yes. to be, it gets to be all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. Experiencing the presence of God in so many different places, yeah. specifically outside in nature, ha- has healed the deepest parts of me. And and I have experienced healing in churches, and that's been fine. And I have experienced healing that feels the most congruent to who I am, yeah. outside of four walls of coerced emotional experience. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. What else? What else? Is there anything else that was in you today that you're like, I'd, I'd love to like explore this mm-hmm. or say this or have someone hear me mm-hmm. say this? Nothing's mm-hmm. coming to the surface right now. Then, it feels really good to be heard and to be celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. I, and I just, I, I can speak for myself, but like just super like loud and clear, Chloe, like you are mm. good. Mm. You're good. Thank you. No one can take that from you and no one can assign mm. that um to you it's it's an it's a truth that comes from in out right and so you just mm-hmm. get to there's nothing you have to do to earn it or get it you know it just gets mm-hmm. just you belong to good mm-hmm. thank you thank you for saying that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. this is a powerful mm-hmm. conversation and experience i'm really honored to yeah. watch your um like to see you kind of raise your hand and be like, okay, mm-hmm. hey, I'd like to do that. I'd like to have that conversation. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not lost on me that this mm-hmm. is, a, is a dangerous and or triggering conversation. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. But it does feel good. Like it feels good to be able to be fully honest. There's not a lot of spaces. I mean, I mentioned Enneagram earlier, but like there's not a lot of spaces where I feel like I can not have to hide some part of me. Right. And so to be able to show up to a space and know no part of you has to be hidden. Um, you do not have to hide. Um, and I guess that's a reminder to anybody who's listening to of like how important it is to surround yourself with people who you don't have to hide from. And hiding takes, the, takes a lot of different forms, at least for me, um, a lot of different forms. There are people in my world that I know that I don't have to hide from. And that's when my truest self comes out. And that's when my truest self is here to play. And that's the best. Yeah. That's just the best. Well, that's how we get to even have any form of intimacy, right? Like it's oh, and, and yeah. like 
and our sense of like that that knowing and being known is oh man because we're we're all the way there oh yeah oh yeah yeah mm. chloe i just honor you i just want just want you to know that i really am mm-hmm. grateful for this time and to actually get to see you, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. For sure. <laughs> mm, so good to see you. And mm-hmm. thanks for just being so kind and honoring of my story. Thanks so much for listening. You guys, today's conversation was sacred uh, for me to get to have. It's a full circle moment of being able to publicly champion someone's fullness, getting to say yes, absolutely, any day, all day. I stand up for you. I'll sit next to you. I will stand behind you. I'll sit over on the sidelines, whatever it is. This is the beginning of Pride Month and the beginning of celebrating, honoring, and witnessing um, the everything that is gay joy. And so thank you, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and for people that are listening, if you have thoughts, questions, um, this might be something that you take back into your own life, relationships and communities. What's up? What, where, what books do you need to read? Who do you need to talk to? What learning is in front of you? What celebrating is in front of you? This is such a great month to, to learn, uh, to be open, to see, to know, to like, to be here. So hope you all have a great month. Cheers. Cheers.